0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One, who sent the Son to us, so that we might hear Him teach, that we might see His miracles, but also so that we might see Him suffer and die, and wonder what's next. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Good Friday is a strange celebration that we have. It's a celebration that we use in order to really bring more light to our Easter celebration. Because on this night, we consider the darkness of the Good Friday celebration. Tonight, we consider some things that are difficult for us to see, for us to contemplate. We see things tonight and hear things tonight and do things tonight that we probably would normally try to turn away from we would normally try to turn away from the notion that our sins, those things that we've done wrong even today, necessitated that any man or any woman would have to die on a cross, much less the very Son of God. Tonight we're left with disturbing images of Jesus being betrayed by his own friends, being left in the garden by his followers, left all alone. And then to be left all alone, to go into a court scene that was tipped against him from the very beginning. And then beaten so horrifically that he was disfigured and almost seemed to be unlike a man, fulfilling what the prophet Isaiah says, that he is like a worm and not like a human. And then being put upon a cross and having nails much bigger than these nails driven into his body and left to die. These are things that we don't like to think of. And for good reason. They're horrific images. They're horrific ideas. And it leaves you wondering why we call this Friday Good Friday. It's good. Because we know that He died on that cross for us. It's good because we know that He loved us so very much that He was willing to give of His own body so that we could have a future. So that our celebration doesn't end tonight with Good Friday. So that our celebration doesn't end simply with these grotesque images of a man who is beaten and bloody. So it doesn't leave us with the haunting memories of when people betrayed us. And when people left us alone. And imagining how it must have felt for him to have been betrayed. For him to to have been left all alone. It doesn't end here with Good Friday. The reason that it's good is that there is Sunday. And Easter Sunday is the whole reason that we get together and we experience this Good Friday so that we can prepare our hearts and our minds partially by having our hearts seemingly wrenched from within us as we hear His heart was wrenched and torn as He was dying upon that cross. The whole reason that we have Friday is to give clarity to Sunday. There's a pretty famous pastor and sociology professor, actually, named Tony Campolo. And Tony, one day, was celebrating Good Friday at a church that, believe it or not, didn't have just one sermon, but had several sermons. One preacher after another getting up into the pulpit and delivering his sermon about Good Friday. Don't you feel lucky that you don't go to that church? And he got up there and he gave his... Good Friday sermon, and he thought to himself, well, that was a pretty good sermon, and he got down out of that pulpit thinking, that was a pretty great Good Friday sermon. I don't think anybody is going to be able to top that off, and there's still some other people that have to give their sermons. And so, Tony, with all of the pride and pomp that we pastors are supposed to not have, sits down in his chair chest puffed out, looks at the guy who's going up next right after the next song, looks over at him and says, Top that. And the man, an older gentleman, looks at this young pup, Tony Campolo, and he says, You ain't seen nothing yet. He gets up into the pulpit and he begins what turns out to be an hour and a half long sermon that gets the entire group riled up in really understanding what Good Friday is all about. Because what he did was he got up in that pulpit and he said to them, just like I'm saying to you tonight, it's Good Friday, but Sunday is a-coming. And he continued to go through the story of this Good Friday with those good people. And really bringing home all of the horror, all of the disgustingness of what this Friday is all about. And then said, But Sunday's a coming. It's Good Friday. On this day, Jesus Christ had already been. Tried by a kangaroo court in the midst of the Pharisees. He had already been sent both to Herod's house and to Pilate's house in order for them to try to judge them, and they both pushed it off. And after every time that they push Jesus off, he gets beat. That's already happened by this point at Friday morning. He's beaten, he's bloody, and he's bruised. His facial figures have probably been distorted a little bit through broken noses and missing teeth. But Sundays are coming. By this time, he takes his cross and he takes it with him up that mount of Calvary, struggling in order to take the weight of it up that hill. But Sunday is a-coming. At this point in Friday, he is stretched out upon that cross. Roman soldiers who know what they're doing and who have done this for a long time and who have done this to probably hundreds, if not thousands, of other Jews just like him along the Appian Way just a few years earlier drive stakes into his arms and into his legs and hoist him up upon a cross so that everybody can see this criminal. But Sunday is coming And lifted up there, on that Friday, Mary sees her little boy. The little boy that she had when she was just... A little girl who didn't know much better in a strange town in Bethlehem. And she was shivering in order to keep him warm. Her little baby boy is up on that cross now, dying after being beaten. But Sundays are coming. And Mary Magdalene is looking up at that same cross and she sees this Jesus who saved her life. And she's left there at the bottom of that cross looking up at him and wondering how it was possible that she didn't have a chance to try to save his. But Sunday's a coming. And Peter's looking up at that cross too. And he's looking up at this man whom he denied not once, not twice, but three times before the rooster crowed. But Sunday is coming. and soldiers are looking at this criminal that's hanging up there and they're wondering what the big fuss is because everybody seems to be saying something about him either if it's hateful or if it's just filled with tears they're wondering who this guy is and Sunday is coming and we're looking up there too we're looking up at that cross We're thinking about our sins. We're thinking about the fact that He had to die for us to say that we're free to do all of those things that we've done this year. Maybe don't even think about this year. Maybe just think about this month or maybe this week or maybe even the things that you did today. Those sins that you committed today required Him to die on a cross. But Sunday is coming. The rest of his disciples are looking up at his cross. And they're seeing who they thought was going to be the victorious king of the world. Dead and defeated. But Sunday is coming. The devil is looking at... This man, this moral enemy that he has had, almost since the very moment that he deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, and he's thinking he won. But Sunday's coming. And all of us gathered here tonight are soaking in what it means for us to see this man die. What it means for us to know that it's because of us that he died. And we're wondering what kind of a love could last that long, could endure that much, kind of a love, it has to be eternal, doesn't it? We'll see on Sunday. Amen.